Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Gabe Nuts, along with Jeff Turn as we fill in for the guys. And Carlin versus Joe is presented by Progressive Insurance. Three games on the NFL slate yesterday, as we've grown accustomed to on Thanksgiving, as they've added that Sunday night game over the years uh, to supplement the traditional Lions home game and Cowboys home game. But we get something tonight for the first time, or this afternoon, I should say, for the first time ever, the first ever NFL Black Friday game as the Jets take on the Dolphins. It kicks off about an hour from now, and helping us break down that game is Zach Rosenblatt, who is the athletic Jets reporter. Zach, we appreciate the time, and we know that Tim Boyle is starting today, but who is Tim Boyle going to be throwing to for the New York Jets today? <laughs> um, it's a great question. It's not the most exciting uh, wide receiver group. Um, Al Lazard's inactive, as I'm sure that's why you're asking me the question, <laughs> the healthy scratch. And uh, so Randall Cobb is up. He's been a healthy scratch for weeks. And before he was uh, – before, when he was healthy earlier in the season and, and playing, he was the least productive receiver in the NFL. And you have Garrett Wilson and you have Xavier Gibson, an undrafted rookie, and you have Jason Brownlee, an undrafted rookie. It's just not – not the most ideal supporting cast for Tim Boyle. With a name like Tim Boyle, you, you could you could find him probably as a plumber somewhere in the New York City area. You could probably <laughs> find him making some pizza at some point. Uh, I mean, it's it's not a name that anybody outside of maybe a couple of places is familiar with. So I think when you hear Tim Boyle's coming in to fill in for Zach Wilson, and after you watch Zach Wilson and it took this long to get to Tim Boyle, you're like, how bad is this going to look? But what gives the Jets and their organization any resemblance of confidence that this move will somehow uptick the offense? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Just on the, the name thing real quickly, I, I, uh, there, there's the whole saying, let Russ cook. I, I had a fan tweet I made today. The, the saying for Tim Boyle should be let Tim Boyle. So I, I, I like that, yes. Start uh, a simmering. Start simmering. But, but yeah, so what the, the thing that the, I think the Jets feel good about with Tim is that, number one, He's been in this offense for a while because he played with Nathaniel Hackett in Green Bay. So he has a very good understanding of the offense. He has not like an Aaron Rodgers level ability, but he can go to the line of scrimmage. He can make changes at the line. He can make some calls. He can see the protections. And that's kind of something Zach Wilson was able to do. And another thing he's good at is getting rid of the ball quickly. And this is an offensive line that's in kind of shambles right now. So a guy who can get rid of the ball quickly, that's a good thing. What he does with the ball when he gets rid of it quickly is going to be the question because he hasn't had a lot of statistical uh, production in his career. And he's, you know, when he was a Lions start, he wasn't particularly good. But the Jets think that he can do the job. He could be a game manager type of thing. And if uh, if some guys can make plays after the catch, then maybe they can get something going. Zach Rosenblatt, the athletic uh, Jets reporter, joining us here on Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. I'm Gabe Nightso along with Jeff Turn as we fill in for the guys today. Part of the Aaron Rodgers, he's going to try to come back this year, Achilles injury that I feel continuously gets overlooked, despite I think Aaron saying it every time he's on the Pat McAfee show. Part of it is, oh, the Jets have to be in contention. The Jets have to be in contention. Well, right now, they're the 14th out of 16 teams in the AFC. They're going with Tim Boyle today. 
Is there any reason to believe that by the time Aaron Rodgers would actually be ready to play, that the Jets won't be out of it? I, I'd say very slim chance unless Tim Boyle boils, as we discussed earlier. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I, uh, but I, I think another thing to, to keep in mind with Aaron, like I know that's the thing he's been saying, but I also feel pretty good about saying there's a part of him that also wants people to tell the story about how amazing Aaron Rodgers was that he came back despite tearing his Achilles, even if the Jets are out of it. Like I, I think he knows the stories that will come out about him if he does that. So I, I, I wouldn't say it, he's not going to come back now that they're not going to be contenders. But um, if that it really is a factor in his mind, then then I would say no. So just a little context for you here, Zach. Um, today, Gabe and I are doing five hours of radio, okay? So we've done a few exercises on the show today where we've examined some things outside the box of what's going on in sports. And one of those was the hot seat conversation outside Ron Rivera, who fired Jack Del Rio today as his defensive coordinator. And as we were going through the list of names, the, the, the names that are easy to pick out, like Brandon Staley and others, the name of Robert Sala came up. What do you think the approval rating is right now of ownership if they were to give you an honest answer of the job Robert Sala has been doing there for the Jets? Huh, that's an interesting way to phrase the question. Um, you know, I, I I don't know how to answer. And I, I'd, I'd say they're definitely not happy with the product that's being put on the field. I think that Robert Sala can hang his hat on the defense being really good, and I think that's for sure the case. And I think they still believe that they're a quarterback away kind of thing, but I – I, I do think this season has been a disappointment. I, I think Salah's got himself into trouble with some things he's said either by accident or on purpose and press conferences and stuff like that. So I, I, I think right now I still believe he's safe, but I definitely think it's something to keep an eye on as, as we go forward. Talking with Zach Rosenblatt, Athletic Jets reporter here on Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. I'm Gabe Nacho with Jeff Turn. Do you really think, though, that they're just a quarterback away, or are there other missing pieces? I mean, you just ran through the list of the you know actives and inactives for the wide receiver. I mean, outside of Garrett Wilson, that position doesn't look so great. And, oh, by the way, the offensive line hasn't been great either. Yeah, I should say I don't believe they're a quarterback away, but I think that um, internally I think they maybe believe that. But, I, I yeah, I would say I don't think they are. I think they – like you mentioned, you know, they don't really have good skill position guys outside of Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. And, you know, a lot of their signings haven't panned out. Alan Lazard, Dalvin Cook, um, Dwayne Brown on the offensive line, this offensive line. While they've had a lot of injuries, it hasn't been good when everybody has been together either. So I, there's a lot of holes on the offense. Um, and they don't really have a lot of cap space as you go into the next year. So there's not, like, a lot of room to, like, really wildly improve the roster. They can definitely add some pieces. But, yeah, I mean, this is a team that, you know, is, is very, very flawed. And I think – one of the biggest issues has been obviously offense. They, they're the worst third down offense in recorded NFL history as of right now, um, which is a hard thing to accomplish. So I think the offensive play calling has been pretty disastrous, and that's another factor here too. You brought up the defense with Robert Sala hanging his hat on that, and rightfully so. Up until last week, we, we really saw a dominant defense and you know a defense that was able to keep Zach Wilson in games and give him a chance to win some of those said games. What do you think the defense looks like today as they try to rebound, but they're going up against a high-potent offense where you know they're going to be testing the outsides with Tyreek Hill and trying to extend that pass game deep down the field? Uh, I'm sorry, could you repeat the last part of that question? Sorry. Yeah, I just wonder, the defense that struggled a week ago, how do you think they respond against an even more high-potent offense of Miami versus what they saw with Buffalo? Yeah, you know, I I, I think this this Jets defense um, last week – I think it was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. This defense has been carrying a load all season. 
um, and kind of doing the job for the offense. And they kept them in every game, kept them in every game, and then finally they kind of ran out of steam last week. Um, this isn't a good week to have a short week because you have all that speed on the on the Dolphins side of things. But ultimately, I think they're going to keep playing their game. They're going to they're going to have Sauce and DJ kind of be on an island and not really following Tyreek or anything like that, and just hope that you know with help they can stop him and you know hope that the running game doesn't gash them like it has the last few weeks. And ultimately, their formula has mostly worked this week outside of last this year outside of last week, and they're kind of going to go with the same same formula, I think. Zach, we certainly appreciate the time and giving us up to date as that game is set to kick off in an hour. The first ever Black Friday NFL game, Jets-Dolphins. That one's on Amazon Prime. Appreciate the time, Zach. Yeah, thanks, guys. Zach Rosenblatt, Athletic Jets reporter, joining us here on Carlin versus Joe. Going back to the Aaron Rodgers thing, I know. After being around him and, and talking about the team for all this time here in Green Bay, I know there's a part of Aaron Rodgers that would love to have that be a part of the narrative. Oh, he tore his Achilles, but he still came back and, and all those things. But at the same time, if your goal is to actually be and, and you actually believe you're just a quarterback away and that you're that quarterback, I don't understand why you would put yourself out there if your team is not in it and just worry about 2024 because that's the season that would actually matter if you're the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm with you on that, man. I'm, I'm trading for Devontae Adams in the offseason. I'm using some of that cap space to improve uh, the offensive line. And, you know, you got Brees Hall. You got already Garrett Wilson. If you can get a Devontae Adams or whoever that wide receiver may be to add to that mix. And then a healthy Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I'm cool with Aaron Rodgers. And if he wants to have that narrative that, that – He's superhuman and he comes back fine, whatever. But I wouldn't put my I wouldn't put my superhuman leg out there to actually get hurt. That's what I I would let yeah. everybody go. I came back, I did it, I conquered it. I I in football terms essentially walked across water coming back in three months from an Achilles injury. But I would not actually go out there and play. You know, that's like that, that's like you get a black belt in karate and then you know you show up at at a party and there's a dude there that wants to beat you up and he looks super muscular you go they taught me in karate only use force when needed i'm gonna walk away from the situation i have my black belt uh you can think i'm tough you don't actually need to see me be tough that's how i would play that card it's man. just insane to me that he would because you could be oh he could play out there and he could be careful with it no it, i'm sure he was trying to be careful four plays into the season and that's when he tore the Achilles. Like, that offensive line is not going to be able to protect him. They weren't able to protect him then. And I can't imagine coming back from an Achilles surgery potentially as quick as Rodgers is trying to is somehow going to make you quicker and more mobile. Not going to happen. And that's no. the thing that, that sets them back so far. If he, if he was somehow to get hurt again, this, exactly. this Aaron Rodgers experiment in New York goes as bad as humanly possible. And the Jets are set back three or four years I just I wouldn't let it happen it's if I'm the organization. Worth, I wouldn't let it. The risk. I'd I'd get Aaron Rodgers pissed off at me while I pay him millions of dollars before I'd let him walk out on the field. Yeah, be like, yeah, Aaron was ready to go. We held him back. Even play the role of the bad guy publicly. Who cares, man? Like, yeah, Rodgers really wanted to go, but we decided it was in our best interest not to let him out there. I think that's the way the Jets have to go. We'll see how they go today against the Miami Dolphins. Coming up next year on Carlin versus Joe, which coach has the hottest seat in the NFL? Right now, we dive into that next. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Undefeated Florida State looks to impress the playoff committee without injured quarterback Jordan Travis when they head to the swamp to face the Florida Gators. Coverage begins tomorrow at 6.30 Eastern with kickoff at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. Presented by Dr. Pepper. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. It's getting hot in here. I'm going to start rapping for you, Gabe, on this Black Friday if you need me to, man. I can get you ready to go shopping, all right? This takes me back. Give me some Air Force Ones. Such a great album. You should see me dancing right now. People do not want to see it, but you should. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series XM, Channel 80. He's Jeff Turner. I'm Gabe Neitzel filling in for Carlin and Joe. Carlin and Joe presented by Progressive Insurance. Otherwise known as DJJT. You can call me that, too, if you'd like. (laughs) DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff, you can call me that as well. Feel free. Just, just getting ready to go here. Carlin versus Joe is brought to you by Real Christmas Trees. Get real. Keep it real this holiday season by buying Real Christmas Trees at Lowe's or wherever Real Christmas Trees are sold. For more info, visit GetRealKeepItReal.com. The reason why we're hearing that coming back, whose seats are hot in the NFL? Because there's one that's heating up a little bit more as we continue in the NFL, and that is Ron Rivera. 
Ron did not have a good game yesterday. Washington Commanders fell 45-10, national television audience for Thanksgiving in Dallas against the Cowboys. And as a response, he ended up firing his defensive coordinator and Jack Del Rio today. Presumably, Ron is going to be taking over the defensive play-calling duties for the Commanders. He was asked yesterday after the game if he is worried about his job. Are you worried about what could happen after this game, just in terms of job security or anything like that? I've told you before, I'm not worried about anything. All I'm going to do is do my job and see how things go. That's the only thing I can do. And and in that evaluation, with I guess the the obvious questions are, any staff changes with that? that, Is that part of the evaluation with that? I'm not going to get into any of that stuff. Is there a time period where you do have to get into that stuff? I'm not going to get into that stuff, okay? reaction of somebody who's feeling uh, the, the seat warm up a little bit because if you're firing coordinators my guess is you're not very secure in your job and the commanders did fire Jack Del Rio earlier today also fired their defensive backs coach so they're making some changes there you're only doing that is if you're worried about your job a little bit you're looking for a bit of a scapegoat and I don't know if Jack Del Rio is the scapegoat I don't know if they're going to ultimately clean house for the commanders since they have new ownership and have the opportunity to kind of put everybody in their place. But that's got to be one of the hottest seats right now in the NFL in Washington. Yeah, no doubt, man. I think if you think about the Chargers, if you think about the Patriots, if you think about the Titans, the Jets, the Bears, all all coaches that we're going to get to here, the biggest difference between all of them and the Commanders is that there's a brand new ownership group in Washington that is trying to erase the 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 mess that has been the past 20 years under daniel snyder and that has included a bunch of bad hires at head coach a bunch of bad decisions about personnel a bunch of bad decisions business wise and fan experience wise and so i think you needed to have a playoff year this year for ron rivera to keep his job the one positive that's come out of this season is that eric Bieniemy and sam howell have really connected and sam howell's been able to put up a lot of good numbers although be it you'd like to see him turn the football over a little bit less but at the end of the day i think this this one is a foregone conclusion and i would be totally shocked if ron rivera is back i'd actually be pretty surprised if eric b enemy is too man i think they may just clean the whole thing up and and start anew yeah that's certainly possible it's it's tricky when you have that young quarterback that's always the element because when you have somebody who is connected with that young quarterback you kind of want to ride it out the best you can. And you don't want to be constantly changing play callers. And I know Howell wasn't the guy the entire season in Washington last year, but it was a different offensive coordinator a year ago. So you hire Eric Bieniemy this year. And I'm not just saying, oh, now you should you know, hire Eric Bieniemy to be your head coach because that doesn't always work out either because you don't know if that coordinator's ready for their responsibilities despite Bieniemy being somebody who has interviewed for a lot of those head coaching jobs over the years when he was the offensive coordinator over in Kansas City. All I'm saying is it's a tricky situation because you don't want to find yourself in a place where you're just getting new ideas, new coordinators, new plays constantly in the head of your young quarterback because then things can spiral downward quickly the way we've seen with a number of different young quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, no doubt. And I think you could probably circle a a team like the Chicago Bears with a young quarterback where you're going Matt Eberflus and and we're going to clean house completely here. But if you think about that, that means yet another offensive coordinator for Justin Fields and the development of him as your franchise quarterback. And that cohesiveness goes a long way. The, 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 the Titans could clean house 
and you, you only have like a eight game window with Will Levis and his offensive coordinator. If the Patriots clean house and everybody goes, who cares? There's not a quarterback on that roster nope. anyways. So nope. that doesn't matter, right? Um, if you're the Chargers, I think it's the perfect time to clean house because Justin Herbert doesn't need the cohesiveness of an offensive coordinator to be great, and you have a great quarterback. So I think that one is a little bit different maybe than the others, specifically talking about the quarterback and Brandon Staley being out. If, if, if I had to tell you of this list, you can only pick three, okay? okay? Ron Rivera, Brandon Staley, Matt Eberflus, Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, Robert Sala, and I'll even throw in two more on this list. McDermott with Buffalo and Dayball with the Giants. You can only pick three. Which three are gone? Uh, so I think it's going to be Staley for sure. Like, Staley feels like the hottest one, and the way he answered a, a question after they lost to the Packers last Sunday about whether or not he's going to be still calling the defensive plays to do the quit asking the way that, you know, the first person who said that was a little more secure in his job and Nick Saban um, in Alabama during a, uh, you know, mid-game interview. So quit asking. Yeah, exactly. That was basically Brandon Staley after the, the uh, Chargers lost last week in Green Bay. So I would say he's on the lists. Ron Rivera's probably on the lists. And honestly, of all of them, like I can talk myself into Eberflus somehow coming back if the Bears look anything like they did against the Lions last week, if they continue that little bit of consistency. Mike Vrabel, I, if the Titans clean house with Vrabel, I just think that's a dumb move. I think he's a really good football coach. Robert Sala seems like he's going to be getting a pass for this year because Rodgers got hurt. Um, I, I don't think, I mean, Dable was the coach of the year last year. Like, he got that team to the playoffs. I think he's got a bit, a bit of a longer leash. Same thing with McDermott. Now, McDermott did fire his offensive coordinator. I think he's got a bit of a leash. So that leaves me with Bill Belichick. It just feels like that rela- that that relationship has run its course. And, and they have to trade him, right, because they, they signed yes. him to the contract extension. So people were wondering, why would you sign Bill Belichick to a contract extension? Because they sniffed out that he probably wanted to coach a little bit longer, and you can get something in return. And it's not that you have to fire him at that point either. So it ends well for everybody. You get mm-hmm. compensation. Belichick doesn't get fired. Uh, he gets to go where, where it makes sense for him. If I'm the Chargers, man, I am trading whatever I need to to yep. get Belichick. Uh, I think that would be a great fit. I, I, you know, somebody threw out the Raiders the other day, and I just thought to myself, they just got done, and I know it's a completely different world bringing in Belichick versus predecessor, or versus the, you know the, the the people that he mentored. But they just had a GM and a, a, a head coach that was from the Patriot tree that completely burned that thing down. So I, I would say the Chargers. Make but that the most being sense. said, that be, oh yes, the Chargers one hundred percent make more sense. But who's to say the Raiders don't offer more? Like the Raiders overpaying in a Bill Belichick trade would be the most Raiders thing to ever happen, right? 100%. Like that just fits for what that franchise is. And he's done in like three years. They make the playoffs yep. two of those three years. He gets the record with, with Shula as far as the number of wins but doesn't accomplish winning a Super Bowl, and that would just probably be the Raider way. Yeah. Belichick going into Los Angeles to coach the Chargers would be the most interesting thing because they have enough pieces where that, that defense should be at least competent because right now it's not. And which should be good enough with the quarterback that you have. I understand that division, you know, it, it is always going to be tough because you got Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in it. But if you put Bill Belichick coaching that young quarterback with a good defense, even keep Kellen Moore, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter who your offensive coordinator is at that point. I think that you're going to, you trust that quarterback to be able to pick it up and lead that team. 
that would be the most interesting thing I think that can happen to the NFL this offseason because the Chargers' job is going to be, if it becomes open, if they decide to move on from Brandon Staley at the end of the year, because of Justin Herbert, that's the most desirable job that would be open in the NFL. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And you're in a division, too, where outside of the Chiefs, you feel like if there's going to be two teams that come from that division every single year, the second one, the wild, that's a very obtainable wild card. I think with the way that the Raiders are inconsistent and, you know, you've seen a couple of good games from the Broncos, but is that going to be longstanding? You'll have to wait and see. I, I love that division for Belichick and, you know, he, he ain't intimidated by Andy Reid and the Chiefs. So, nope. and, and actually he's schemed up some good games against them over the years. So that in itself would make it even more intriguing if I'm Belichick. Hot seats in the NFL. It's only going to get hotter for a lot of these teams. I don't know if we see another one in season, but obviously with what happened to the Commanders today, firing Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator, and their defensive backs coach, seats are only getting hotter across the NFL. Coming up next, will the Chiefs wide receivers ultimately prevent them from getting back to the Super Bowl? We dive into some of those top teams in the AFC. Coming up next on Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Undefeated Florida State looks to impress the playoff committee without injured quarterback Jordan Travis when they head to the swamp to face the Florida Gators. Coverage begins tomorrow at 6.30 Eastern with kickoff at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. Presented by Dr. Pepper. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
versus Joe, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Gabe Nigel, along with Jeff Turnis. We fill in for the guys today on Carlin and Joe. Yesterday, we were treated to an all-NFC slate of games across Thanksgiving. Packers-Lions, Washington-Dallas, and the nightcap being the 49ers traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. So that means a lot of AFC games to dive into over the course of the rest of the weekend begins today. First ever Black Friday game for the NFL as the Jets and Dolphins about to go head to head in about 30 minutes. But taking a look at the AFC, Jeff, there are, I mean, I think it it feels rather top heavy. But at the same time, I don't know if there's a dominant team in the AFC. It doesn't feel like anybody's really stepping up and separating themselves. In fact, the top five teams all have three losses, and the only reason the Ravens are on top of the AFC is because they've played more games than everybody else, haven't had their bye yet. They're eight and three. Chiefs, Jaguars, Dolphins, Browns, all seven and three. Texans, Steelers, six and four. So it's all bunched together, and that's because some of these teams have different weaknesses. And earlier today, we talked with Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, getting ready for you know, kind of the the stretch run here, talking about the Chiefs and their drop problems, and he compared those drop problems for the Kansas City Chiefs against the weaknesses to other AFC teams. Everybody does feel flawed in the AFC. You look at the 49ers in the NFC. The Eagles, to an extent, they seem to be coming into their postseason form. But to your point, the AFC, no one is standing out in terms of just being that dominant force. Like, I hate to just put merit on what a team has already done, because I realize, what have you done for me lately, League? But when you do have Patrick Mahomes, that is worth something. He has been there before. That team has been there. It's not like that's always been a defensive-led team. Quite the contrary. So I do feel like the talent's not going to change. They have what they have. Andy Reid really said after the game, though, that like I've seen these players make these catches before and believe they're still capable. If they do what they did, though, in that game in the postseason, that's the end of their season. So I 100% think that that flaw stands up there with all of the worst of other teams. The only difference is when you have Mahomes, I think you're really capable of anything. When you look at that receiver and the drops, because they lead the league in drops with 26 for the Kansas City Chiefs, How do you measure up that weakness versus some of the other weaknesses or flaws of other teams in the AFC? Well, I think that's one that you can control. With the Baltimore Ravens, I think their biggest weakness has been health, and it really benefits them well that they've been able to get to this point, eight and three, first in the AFC, and still haven't had the bye. So that's that's big for the Ravens, but you can't control health. So I think that's something that, at least for Kansas City, they can work on a little bit. Yeah, as far as getting out for the rest of the year, that's tough. That's tough for the Ravens. So tough, man. And I think for Jacksonville, the fact that a year ago you were able to come storming back in that game against the Chargers, you actually played a pretty solid game against Kansas City. I think that the youth part of their weakness may not be as big of a concern as it was entering the postseason last year, but you've had these a losing streak and then a long winning streak, and then you have that clunker uh, where Trevor Lawrence did not look good, and then you bounce back. So I think their inconsistencies are there. The other one that I would sort of compare it to at least – for the drops and what you're dealing with is the bills and the turnovers, right? It's something mm-hmm. that you can completely control and you just have to be more focused. You have to be more attention to detail oriented. And that's the same thing for catching the football. So I, I think the bills and the chiefs in that sense have similar weaknesses, which are controllable. Which do you think is, I, I guess I'll, I'll put it this way. What team do you trust the most in the AFC? Still Kansas city. I think they've continued. Kind of just Jeff's point there, right? I mean, you you have Andy Reid, who's going to be a Hall of Fame coach, and you have a two-time NFL MVP, two-time Super Bowl champion, a quarterback. Right, and remember, 
you know, he was talking about sort of the different ways that Kansas City has won over the years. Mahomes had to carry him. You know, the, the one year where they got beat by the Bucks in that Super Bowl, they couldn't protect Patrick Mahomes and they couldn't overcome it. But the defense hasn't always been as good as it is this year. Patrick Mahomes had to carry him. Maybe this year that defense carries that offense a little bit more, especially in the second half where they've had more inconsistencies. But with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and as long as that group is together and still in their prime, I'll take them over what I haven't seen from the Ravens or from Jacksonville or from Buffalo at the most opportune times in the postseason. Yeah, and same thing with Miami. And I know we had fun with Amber Wilson when she joined us earlier. Amber, again, uh, host of Amber and Ian, 7 to 10 weekdays on ESPN Radio at Nights. And, you know, she's the resident Dolphins homer. And, and, you know, you can poke a Dolphins fan and watch them get angry by saying, hey, why can't they beat good teams? But I, I think there's an actual or should be a little bit of a level of concern there because they haven't scored more than 20 points in any of their losses. They can run up points and uh, against, you know, some of the worst teams in the league. But then the offense just kind of loses some of its explosiveness inexplicably when it's gone up against some of those other teams. And they gave up 48 to the Bills, only scored 17 against the Eagles, only scored 14 against the Chiefs. So, you know, when they have the Cowboys or Ravens or Bills again later in the schedule, it just kind of makes you wonder, huh, when you're playing these big-time opponents, which you're going to have to do in the postseason, can this offense that everybody is scared of because of the speed, can it actually live up to its billing? And I think the other thing, too, is we look at this this list of teams that we've named off from the Ravens to the Chiefs, Browns, Jacksonville, of course, Bills, Steelers, Dolphins, and Texans all in that playoff mix. And we're, we're pointing out a weakness. Here's one of the reasons why I think, at least watching to this point throughout the, the, the 12 weeks in the NFL, is that all these teams may have one weakness, but it doesn't feel like they're completely flawed across the board. The reason that they're all jam-packed is because maybe they have one weakness. It's not just a bunch of bad teams. I think if we look at the NFC side of things, would you take the Ravens to have a very competitive game against the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Eagles? I would. I'd take the Chiefs the same way. I think just because we're pointing out a weakness of these AFC teams doesn't mean that they can't get into a Super Bowl matchup with one of those three teams or another from the NFC and not represent and win. So I think these are really good football teams. They, they all maybe have one missing piece. The NFC, to me, feels like they're a little bit more complete, and you'd probably have to play more of a perfect game to beat them, 49ers, Eagles, maybe even Dallas. But, but that's you only why have to I do feel it like, once if you're yeah, in the, the AFC. Just a log jam right now. Yeah, and with the AFC, it just feels so much more wide open. You're just comparing them to the NFC. Like, the NFC feels like the Eagles, 49ers, and then there's a bit of a gap probably between the Lions and the Cowboys because right, right now the Cowboys, it would just be really hard for them to win, I think, three straight games on the road. I think that would have to that that would be a tough stretch. Being a wild card team, you'd have to win three straight on the road, and you'd probably end up having to play um, San Francisco and Philadelphia and beat them back to back weeks both on the road. That's just incredibly hard to do unless they can get you know some some luck to go their way. And the Eagles drop a couple of games. They do have Philadelphia still on their schedule, so you have to win that game if you're the Cowboys to win that division. But it just feels a lot more wide open in the AFC because these teams are a little bit more flawed and it's going to be interesting to see okay who gets the bye and what the it's going to be more matchup based it feels like to me in the AFC about who's going to that AFC championship game and potentially the Super Bowl I agree with you man I I think that part of it's going to be very interesting down the stretch to see where these seeds start to play themselves out and how important that number one overall seed is in the AFC where you get the bye week with only one team getting a bye now instead of the first two teams getting that bye and having yourself rested up for what could be a very tough central first round matchup after your bye 
This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. And coming up next, the Jets and Dolphins kick off at 3 o'clock. That's just 20 minutes from now. We'll get you ready for that. Plus, tonight, NBA in-season tournament picks back up. How well has it worked so far? We discuss all that coming up next. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. For listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 